What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and I'm very happy to be joined here today in the second se- episode of our summer school series with renowned MLB expert, Wills Hafner. Wills, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here, but I do have to make one clarification. I'm actually not an MLB expert, and I'm not really that into sports. Like, I know that my favorite team is the Boston Red Sox, but I don't know anyone on the team, or just I just like that team. Well, so. Well, besides that uh, poor choice of, of team, that's a, that's a little disappointing, but you do still have something to share for us. That's right. That's right. Now, I do. Um, and I'm not, like, super into sports, as a lot of people, I'm sure, can agree, but I am really into stories, and that's something that I think that everyone can agree on. I mean, I do love a good story. So you, you, have, you have a story for us today. That's right. That's right. I actually do have a story about baseball. Baseball. Okay. That's right. Okay. All right. So, so give, us the, give us the context here. What, where, are we, where are we at right now? What are we looking at in this story? All right, well, I, I'm just going to introduce this topic. Like, um, So in all 139 years of pro baseball, there have been 128 forfeits. Okay. And one of these forfeits was on January 4, 1974, also known as Tencent Beer Night in Cleveland. All right. All right, does this sound familiar to you, or have you uh, heard this before? I mean, I've, I've, heard, I've heard rumblings, occasional, all right, rumblings, occasional things. Good. All right, now to start this off, we're going to need to look at the rivalry between the teams. And Cleveland is obviously the Cleveland Indians, and the team that they played on January 4 was the Texas Rangers. But also there's a lot of rivalry between them, so we need to go back to May 29th in the same year, when the Cleveland Indians lost a game to the Texas Rangers in Texas. Now, this game included a bench-clearing brawl where the Rangers fans threw food on the Indians, and so this made the Indian fans really mad at the Rangers. So when the Rangers would come to Cleveland next year, or, um, yeah, a a year later... Um, a ranger slid really hard into a second baseman, and the fans thought it was way too hard. So next time that guy came up to bat, the pitcher, the pitcher threw one at his head. And the next pitch, he bunted, and he gave the, the pitcher one of those, like, forearm things. It's like flipping someone off, but your forearm, do you know what I'm talking about? No, wait. Okay. It's like up yours or something? Uh, I don't know. He, okay. he, he basically so flipped he him gave, off. Okay, basically flipped yeah. him off. All right. And then the first baseman ran over as the batter was running to first. The first baseman ran over and just slugged him in the face. All right. And so, yeah, all the fans were mad, and they were throwing beer at the Indians, and they were throwing food at the Indians. And a player actually had to be restrained because he was trying to get into into the bleachers to fight a player. Another part of Tencent Beer Night is Billy Martin, and this is the manager of the Texas Rangers, and he was an incredible, just terrible person. Like, he was a great manager, but um, huge alcoholic. Um, when he was a player, uh, he was the enforcer for the Yankees, and normally the pitcher was the enforcer, but Billy was the second baseman, which was kind of rare. And this is a quote from him um, when someone was running from first to second where he was. As Courtney was coming down to second, instead of tagging him, I wound up and hit him right between the eyes with the ball. I knocked, the ca- I knocked off his cap and broke his glasses from Billy Martin. So yeah, yeah And, and for, for our listeners at home, essentially... Uh, a pitcher is mainly the enforcer because he's the one who will be, you know, if, if he feels that, that his team was slighted, he'll throw at the other player, hit them, and they'll get a base, which obviously leads to fights because, it, you know, a 95-mile-an-hour fastball to the, to the back hurts. Yeah. No question about it. But Billy Martin took on his own role at second base, being able to, to enforce for the team. Okay, so Billy Martin, and he's the manager. Yeah, he's the manager, and there's more about him because he actually just is a huge fighter. Like, um, he got into a fight with one of his own, own pitchers during a game, and he broke his own arm in the pitcher's rib. And another time, he had to be restrained from fighting Reggie Jackson in the dugout while about 20 million people watched. And about okay, and this is coming back to the upcoming game on June 4, so 10-cent beer night. 
a reporter asked Billy, are you going to take your armor to Cleveland? And Billy responded, nah, they won't have enough fans to worry about. Uh. And this made Cleveland infuriated. And talking more about Cleveland, they had a very bad team at the time, and there weren't a lot of fans unless there was a fight. And so now people are all riled up about the Rangers and the newspapers and the radios are all talking about it and they're telling everyone to come out to the game and support to fight the Rangers or whatever. And so, yeah, there's, it looks like there's going to be a lot of people that come out. And there's more about uh, Cleveland. So, like, um, this is kind of an uncommon thing, but their river caught on fire in the 50s for the ninth time and no one really cared. Okay. And that happened again in the 70s. And this is, like, 14 years before the game. So this is just a little back history. Right. And the flames were about five, story high, five stories high, and then people were like, wait, rivers shouldn't be on fire. And so the EPA, the Environmentalist Protection Agency, targeted Cleveland, and they made it so like factories couldn't dump their things in the water. And so about 600 factories left. And so that left a lot of um, unemployment, and there was a lot of tension in the city. The, the whole um, city actually sued for uh, bankruptcy. And so there's just a lot of tension. People are just really not upset. Just It's not a good place to be at the time. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, and so now about this promotion, just getting back to that. There is another promotion to incite more people to come to the game by offering 12 ounces of beer for 10 cents with a limit of six per purchase. All right. All right. And I think that you think I said six per person, but it's six per purchase. So that means that you have to go to line, give them a dime, you get six cups of beer, and then you can get right back in line and then get six more cups of beer. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. when you said that, it, it's it's kind of a little confusing at first. But so yeah. six, basically you can go up to the counter and get six every time you go. That's right, that's but right. But there's no limit on how many times you can come up. Nope. Well, it sounds like there's trouble brewing, pun intended. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, now talking about the game now. Um, bleacher seats were about 50 cents, so pretty cheap for everyone to go there. Um, it was really hot. It was early June, and college had just gotten out. So all the college students showed up there because they heard about all the free beer and whatnot. Oh and a lot of reports that I read said that the college students showed up drunk. So they're already coming to the game clobbered. And then pre-game. it only costs, yeah, pregame clobbered. And so they can just get more to drink and even get more drunk. And um, the, the games would normally get about 10,000. And with the promotion and whatnot, they expected about 12,000 people to show up. Mm-hmm. But instead, 25,000 people showed up. Oh, boy. Yeah, so... Things are happening. <laughs> All right, so the game starts. Um, first inning, the Rangers take the lead in a second. Oh, sorry, in the second inning, they take the lead on a home run. And this is when the first incident happens. And normally when I say incident, talking about sports, it's a sport-related thing. But instead what happened is a heavyset woman who was sitting near first base jumped the wall and ran to the, oh, sorry, and ran to the Indians who were waiting at bat and bared her enormous breasts, much to the drunk fan's delight. She was then hauled off, and as she was hauled off, she tried to kiss the head ump, who was not having it. And so, John, right here is the picture of the, the lady right there. Okay. And, like, her hair is all done up. Like, she's wearing nice clothes. She looks like somebody's mom, and she's just oh, drunk, so she just ran out there. And it's and that's only the first incident, so. Okay. And yes. then the announcer makes an announcement. Please do not run on the field. Of course. Naturally. naturally. Yeah. 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 And another thing that was very common at the time um firecrackers were going off in the in the bleachers because fans would just like buy firecrackers and then just set it off so there's explosions there's smoke and there's also war drums because that's a thing for the cleveland indians so oh, yeah. like imagine there's smoke everywhere there's explosions war drums are happening there's twenty five thousand drunk people does this sound good to you jonathan no this does not sound like a good recipe really 
No. Huh. Sounds like a recipe for disaster. Weird. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, the Rangers hit their second home run in the fourth inning, and that's when the second incident happened. A man who was entirely naked except for a single right sock <laughs> ran out and slid into second and then ran off, not getting caught in the process. That's kind of nice. That's impressive. I mean, okay, it's impressive, but also he's naked. And yeah. the gravel on those, Ooh. on yeah, and he's sliding naked, so like you know it's all up well, on his I legs. Well, I mean, he's not completely naked. Oh, that's right, that's he's right. He has sock. a single I mean, right sock. Most, most streakers know if you're gonna streak, you have to have one sock for traction. Well, yeah, that's just naturally. common. That's just that's just common knowledge. But well, yeah, so course. didn't get caught. That's that's pretty good. That's very yeah, impressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually very impressed. And we've got a picture of him right here. Yeah, there, there he is. is. You can see his right sock. Yep, he's got running. really good form. Yeah. No one's gonna catch him like that. Nope, and yeah. no one did catch him. Nope, impressive. Yeah. All right, and after that is when another problem happened. And this actually doesn't sound like a problem, but the fans were not getting enough beer. So what the promotional people decided to do was they had the trucks line up outside the fences and just had the beer trucks right there with the taps. So people would line up around the outside fences and they would get beer much quicker. Okay. All right, and the people that were serving the beer at the trucks were like teenage girls, like 17, like 16-year-old like girls that are just, you know, just getting money it's like an afternoon job or something yeah. and the people that were getting beer are these humongous like dudes who mm. are very drunk so does this sound like a good recipe or what, no, no, what are no, you this, thinking this doesn't sound good either it definitely wouldn't fly in today's no it would today's not age. this not looking good yeah so the lines are getting really long and the guys um that are trying to get beer are getting just starting to get upset so what they do is they pick up the tables between them and the trucks and they just throw them away and the girls naturally run away, which is good. Very smart. Yeah. yeah. But now they have unrestricted free access to beer mm-hmm. in all three of these beer trucks. Oh, yeah. oh boy. So, We're looking good. Yeah, there's just these huge dudes just drinking for straight from the tap. Um, and this is when Billy Martin takes action. Oh. Yeah. Before Billy Martin takes action, we're going to take a quick break. Oh, boy. Just a quick, just a, a little break for, for a little ad. Then mm-hmm. we're going to come back because... I think we all want to know what Billy Martin's going to do, but mm. we'll catch you guys in a sec. All right, we're back. Billy Martin, what does he do? All right, so Billy Martin, this is where he surveys the scene, and a normal manager, like a smart, rational manager, would survey this and think, oh, better keep a low profile, because there are 25,000 25, angry fans that are very drunk, and they do not like me or my team. Not very smart. Yeah. That would be a smart thing. But this goes against Billy's better nature because his normal thing is to agitate the opposing team and their fans. Mm-hmm. So naturally, he does the latter. When there's a close call at third, um, one of Billy's guys got spiked. He ran out there to argue with the ref. And also, just another quick backstory on Billy. One time when he was arguing with a ref at another game, he threw dirt at the ref's chest. And then after the game, he tried to get a friend to take out a hit on the guy. Oh. Yeah. He tried to hire an assassin to kill a ref. Not really... Okay. So yeah, Billy, he's an interesting guy. Most so, people yeah. just don't like. Most people just don't like him, but he yeah. just kind of takes it. Like yelling at them, like fair, okay, throwing dirt at them. That's a little too far, but I don't know. Taking a hit seems a little extreme, Billy. I I don't yeah, know what I he's thinking. I don't know what I don't know what the call he made was to to lead to that. Oh, I'm sure that's a different story for a different day. A different story, I'm sure. Yeah. So then we get to the fourth Indian inning. And an Indians player smacked a line drive right into the pitcher and hit him in the stomach. And as he fell to the ground and was writhing in agony, the fans began to clap and chant. And what they were chanting was, hit him harder, hit him harder, hit him harder. Okay. I mean, yeah, we, you know, that's obviously not the most sportsmanlike thing to do, but. 
No, so like 25,000 fans, right? They're all drunk. There's yeah. explosions going on. There's smoke. There's war drums. And everyone's chanting to hit you harder. That sounds a little bit like a gladiator like death pit, does it not? Yeah. And, but luckily, they're still in their seats at this point. That's true. That's true. For now. And it's funny that you say that because right after this in the fifth inning, two fans jumped the wall and mooned the Rangers outfielders. And security chased the two unsuccessfully because they got away again. Okay, now are the security, like, are they drunk too? Or is it oh, just no, like, no. they're just not very agile? Because you've got three drunk guys with lacking clothing. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it makes them more I agile, think, yeah. like, more elusive. I don't know what it is, but... I think that's what it is. Right like, now, right the less, now, the, yeah. right now the, the security's one for four yeah. in regards to catching people that have come on the field. Well, we'll see what happens yeah, next. Hopefully they so. pick up that average as, yeah. as the game goes on. Yeah, so as the in the sixth inning, the Billy argues that they have to take the pitcher out because he obviously got hit pretty hard. Yeah. And the fans are cheering, and the Rangers are really mad. And the, the fans see that the Rangers are really mad, so they start throwing plastic cups with and without beer onto the field at the Rangers and at Billy when he's arguing with the ref. And also, normally, like, in today's time, uh, you can you can buy beer up to the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. But, like, back in this, like, time, like, the the early, late 70s, early 80s, you can buy beer, like, on your way out. And, like, obviously oh, they stopped okay. it because, yeah. you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're buying beer all throughout this. And people are just getting littered with beer as the fans throw it. And this is where Billy comes in and he antagonizes the fans. As he returns to the dugout, he's blowing kisses at the enraged fan, like, sarcastically. And yeah. you can see him right there. Okay, yeah, there he is, yeah, blowing yeah. kisses. Mm-hmm. Playing and the antagonist a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's, he's antagonizing them naturally. Yeah. And so a drunk fan throws some firecrackers into the bullpen. Naturally. Naturally. I mean, obviously yeah, like yeah the, it's the next the, step. Yeah, like, that's my first response is, oh, yeah. he's blowing kisses at me? Well, let's throw firecrackers in yeah. the bullpen. For sure. And so then the, the umps ordered the evacu- uh, the evacuation of the bullpen. So the Rangers have to the Rangers pitchers have to practice on the field, which takes more time. Mm-hmm. And this is where the announcer reminds spectators not to litter on the field. And as soon as the announcer said this, guess what happened? They littered on the field. That's right. Oh, it's amazing. Just a cascade of plastic cups with and without beer just started raining down on the field. Oh man. And this is where we get to the groundskeepers. They had not sat down since the second inning. And the outfield fans were now aiming at the grounds crew to throw, like, beer at them. So it's like you go out to, like, pick up a hot dog, and then you get, like, 50 cups thrown at you. It's, yeah, this isn't working out. It's a tough job. It, it is. It is. And, ah, here we go. Another woman jumped out onto the field and remained clothed, despite the crowd chanting for her to strip, which is... Well, I mean, the guys that stripped yeah. had good luck getting away. Yeah. So they're just probably hoping that she makes it off the field without... Yeah, no, and and that's the thing. It's like the it's the fight or flight. And in this in this uh, situation, she actually chooses fight. Okay. Because when the ushers arrived, she attacked them, and the ushers were so surprised, and so they pinned her to the ground, which made the crowd chant and boo and shout police brutality. Interesting. Yeah. Now, see the the mob, the fans. I shouldn't call them a mob yet. Not yet. The fans are starting to get a little a little rowdy now. Mm -hmm. Guess how many security they have at this game. Well, I would say, okay, in today's games, they probably have, I don't know, like 500, maybe, something around yeah, there. Yeah, I, like I five, yeah. Like yeah, no, there's 50. 50. There's 50 security guards for 25,000 fans. So that's one for every 500 fans. Oh, boy. Except these 500 are really drunk, and they're angry. Yeah. So they're like the 300. Yeah. So not a, not a good thing it's, going on. It doesn't seem like it's getting much better. Yeah. Oh, this is actually one of my favorite bits. Um, now, one fan threw a tennis ball into the field. Now, a tennis ball at a baseball game. 
So he brought a tennis ball to the. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just straight from the courts. Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, probably. Probably. Honestly. So he throws the tennis ball in there into the field, and he chases it down like a dog. He's like, "Go fetch, buddy!" And then he just chases him down himself. Yeah. He gets the ball and then he run, throws it back up into the stadium and then he leads the the security on a chase, and another fan jumped out to greet him and then he gave him a hug before evading the the security and jumping back into the out into the stands. Man, security is not good. <laughs> yeah, they're they're having the worst day so far. Yeah, no, it's it's not working out for them sadly. All right, and this was the moment when it showed the the fans that there were really no repercussions because everyone was getting away with everything. So. And the fans were getting, like, you know how there's, like, that kind of, like, happy drunk and it's, like, everyone's giggling? Mm. Well, they're getting to that, like, kind of crazy drunk. And the throwing of beer cups turned into throwing rocks and batteries and golf balls. And those are all things that are a little harder than plastic cups. Would you agree? I would yeah. I would have to agree. Yeah, that's good. Um, oh, yeah, so this is in the seventh inning. We're only in the seventh inning. Can you believe it? I, I can't. Yeah, Mike Hargrove was a ranger, was playing at first, and was pelted with hot dogs and cups of spit. And he, this is a quote from, no, no, it's not a quote. He estimated that he had 20 pounds of hot dogs around him. And he was nearly struck with an empty gallon of Thunderbird. So, like, an entire gallon just thrown at him. Nice. And now the Rangers are, this is where the Rangers start to get scared for their safety. And streakers. As the hot dogs, that was the. Yeah, it's those hot dogs. That was the tipping point. I mean, they're carcinogens. Like, oh, man, what if one of those went down his throat? Just good grief. Oh, man. Could you believe? (laughs) Yeah. All right, and now streakers were leisurely stripping across the field. So there's just, like, too many of them for security to catch. And they're running around naked oh, with impunity. Man. And there's even um, – they even designated a side of the field to leave their clothes at. It's, like, over by um, <laughs> over by third. Okay. All right. So, yeah, they're just going everywhere. There's too many to catch. They're just running around, like, in packs. Um, security has just kind of given up. And then fans start trying to remove the padding on the left outfield wall. And the grounds crew abandoned their efforts of picking up the trash and started trying to save the wall. Smart. Yeah. Luckily, they, they, they saved it barely, but yeah. And now the crowd is growing bolder and packs are running through the outfield. And this is where the normal people, like with families and like with kids, wives, whatever, they're all like um, leaving the game. And so now it's just the crazy, stupid people left. Yeah. And the eighth inning, the announcers noticed that the owner of the Indians was leaving the game trying to look subtle, too. Mm-hmm. So the owners know it's going down. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Oh, and this is where a fan throws a cherry bomb in the Rangers' dugout. So the Rangers have to leave their dugout, and they're just out on the field, just confused, like scared. The fans are getting wilder and wilder. All right, ninth inning. We are almost done. Yeah, we're close. We're so close. No, nothing, nothing too insane. Nothing. Yeah. The game can still continue at this yeah, point. that's right. All right, so the Indians scored two runs, tying the game at five. And the fans are mostly oblivious. They're like, what? There's a game going on? Uh. I would I would be I'd be pretty pumped. Tied yeah. up in the Yeah, in tied the in the ninth. ninth. That's, a, that's, that's, a good, that's a good game. Yeah, kind of nice. All right, and the winning run is at second, so there's a lot riding on this. Okay, yeah. And this is when a young fan named Terry Yurkic runs out to Jeff Burrows. He was the Rangers outfielder. And the fan grabbed Jeff Jeff's hat and then just like, I don't know if he was drunk or he was just so surprised that he got the hat. Mm. He dropped it. He made eye contact with the with the ranger, and then he bent down to pick it up. And then this is a quote from him. I went down to pick it up, and Burroughs kicked me. He kicked me right in the thigh. I had perfect spike marks in my thigh. And as Jeff kicked the fan, he fell over. And in the ranger's dugout, all they can see is that their player fell to the ground. So they mm. think that the fans attacked him. 
And this is one of the best parts of the whole thing. This is when Billy Martin looks at his players, grabs a bat, and says, boys, let's go get them. Okay, so I've got a picture here that Will's just showed me right. of, of about 10 Rangers, Rangers players with bats in their hand running out to left field. Um, I mean, you'll obviously tell us what happens next, but this doesn't look like a good scene. I mean, I, I don't know what to expect I don't if, know. I see, if I see you know a bunch of guys with bats come out to me. I mean, in my eyes, this is a very good scene. It's all these guys, they're running out to rescue their boy. You know, just 25 bros just going out there to rescue their brother. Yeah, but I, but you're talking about the 25 bros, but you're forgetting about the 25,000 drunk bros ah, that are watching this happen as I'm gl- well. I'm glad you remember that because that comes into play. <laughs> I figured so, it would. I figured yeah, it would. they get out there, and they find that Jeff Burroughs is upset but unharmed, and that's when things got worse. The amount of fans that were just pouring out of the stadium. Mm. Yeah, so Martin's army changed the landscape, like... And that's what we're calling, like, the little, like, um, brigade to go save okay. Jeff Burroughs. Yeah. So when they ran out there, the fans were mostly, like, a wacky, like, nudist drunks, but they changed into an angry drunk mob, like the kind with pitchforks and torches. Naturally. So rangers, all of the rangers are out there um, in the outfield, and they look at a mob that is surrounding them. And fans are armed with, get this, chains, knives, and clubs fashioned from the stadium seats. Okay, how do they get all this stuff? Like, you've got, you've got a tennis ball. Okay, that, that just okay. comes out of nowhere, yeah. which is like, all right, that's kind of weird, but okay. But then all of a sudden, it's turning into chains and mm-hmm. what clubs it's... and how, like, what? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I know there's not this, the same kind of stadium security, but, yeah. like, no one checked their bags before they came in. Like, hey, no, we're no. just like, bringing a club. Just, just bring, bring a bomb a club in here. Just in, just in case. Yeah. Just maybe. We don't know what will happen. Oh, no. The clubs were actually fashioned from the stadium seats. Oh. So they were just ripping apart oh, okay. the stadium. Well, I mean, they're just practical. They're practical. There's no, okay. All right. It's very utilitarian. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so they run out there. They're surrounded by this huge mob that is now armed to the teeth and ready to kill. All right, so now I'll, I'll say the score right now. It's 25 Rangers versus a 200 and growing mob of fans. So like, not everyone's I like out the there. odds right here. I, is... I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you should wait and see what happens. Okay, all right. All right. All right, so the riot began. There's no cops. The Rangers are fending off the mob. They're trying not to get murdered because if they get overrun, they're all going to get murdered. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Indians manager sees this, and he realizes that he's about to see an entire baseball team get killed. So he orders his players to grab their bats and run out to fight the mob. And so the Indians charge out there, and they start beating their own fans and rescue the Rangers from the mob. <laughs> and so this made it so they're not surrounded anymore, and uh, the Rangers were allowed to like get out. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, actually, right here I have a, I have the commentator's uh, transcript. Transcript. There it is. Thank you. Um, and here, if you wouldn't mind, I'll be Tate and you be score. Okay, so these are the two. These are the two guys that are calling the game as it's happening. Yeah. And we're we're gonna be reading for, for the the announcers. Yeah. Tom Hilgendorf has been hit on the head. Hilgy is in definite pain. He's bent over, holding his head. Ah, this is an absolute tragedy. Absolute tragedy. I've been in this business for over twenty years, and I have never seen anything as disgusting as this. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, I just don't know what to say. I don't think the game will continue, Joe. The unbelievable thing is people keep jumping out of the stands after they've seen what's going on. Well, that just shows you the complete lack of brain power on the parts of some people. There's no way I'm going to run out into the field if I see some baseball player waving a bat out there looking for somebody to hit. This is tragic. The whole thing has degenerated now into just... Oh, we've got another fight going on with fans and ballplayers. Hargrove has some kid on the ground, and he's really administering a beating. Well, that fellow came up and hit him from behind is what happened. Boy, Hargrove really wants a piece of him, and I don't blame him. Look at Duke Simmons going down there, 
down there going at it. Yeah, Duke is on it. Here we go again. And this is where the sight of 50 angry professional athletes slowly killed the buzz, and the tide in the outfield turned. So taking advantage of what might have been their only opportunity to escape alive, the two managers led their players out through the dugouts and down the tunnels, assisting their wounded as needed. And the bench players formed a rear guard. So this is literally like the Civil War or something. Just It's, it's crazy. All right, wait. So for our, for our listeners that may not be, be that much aware with war tactics, what mm-hmm. would be a rear guard? All right, so how, how a battle like this would work, there's the vanguard. And that's mm-hmm. like the, the guys who go out there first and they like do the initial attack. Yeah. And then you have a rear guard. They're the ones in the rear, so, yeah, duh. Yeah. And they're, like, obviously, like, a little fresh, like, they're unhurt. So the ones that were wounded by the mob, they were in the vanguard. And so they're, like, getting pushed out through the dugouts first, and the ones that were in the back are, like, um, holding up the rear so they don't get, like, followed and murdered. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, right. yeah. Crazy. All right. Okay. Yeah. See, we are learning, we're learning so much. Yeah. Dude, this is It's this not is just gr- sports in this podcast. honestly. Yeah. All right, now... Uh, here's Score undersold, and Score was one of the announcers, and they stole more than just the bases. They stole anything not secured or already taken was disappeared. And the mobs swarmed like locusts as the doors to both clubhouses were shut and locked. And with no baseball players or players left to describe, Tate and Score started, stared down at the melee, which continued for another 20 minutes. All right, and All right, we're going to well, do another we're back. little... We're yeah, back with we're the back. reading. Okay. So All right. That, that's me. Yeah. They've stolen the bases. The security people here are just totally incapable of handling this crowd. Handling this crowd, they just well, short of the national guard, I'm not sure what could handle this guard, this crowd. Right now, it's unbelievable, just unbelievable. People go back into the seats, and and others just jump down to take their place. Oh, the bases are gone. Oh. Yeah, and at this point is when the organist plays "Taking Out to the Ball Game." <laughs> Naturally. I mean, I imagine him. He's like up in his studio, and he's like, "Wait." I can make a difference. I can stop this. <laughs> that just sounds like that just sounds like one of the like the the bad scenes from one of those like really cheesy movies. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like an entire fight is breaking out, and the organist is like, "You know what? We need a little fight music, right? Mm. Take me out to the ball game." That's right. I mean, that's the only song he knows how to play on the organ. Yeah. Um, and the head empire, Charlie Shylock, and you know how like empires normally are, like rain, snow, like fire, or hail. They're like, yeah. we're gonna finish this game. Yeah. He has an epiphany when he's hit on the head by a chair. Okay. And when he looked down, he saw a hunting knife had landed in the blade down in the grass right near his leg. And so this is what he did. He forfeited the game to the Rangers, and then he ran. And so an Indian player is hit on the head with a piece of the stands, and you can see a picture of him here just, like, cradling his head. It's just blood mm. is dripping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, finally, the Cleveland SWAT team comes in and went crazy with their billy clubs and their tear gas. And there are still some sports writers here, and Dan Coughlin, this is a quote from him, I had a few beers, and I was leaving the stadium, and a dozen high school kids were standing on the Rangers' dugout yelling for them to come and fight. I asked them what the hell they thought they were doing because the Rangers weren't even in the stadium anymore. Everyone's gone. And then a kid jumps out of the, dug- of the dugout and just sucker punches me in the face. Now, Coughlin would be punched in the face once more as he tried to interview another fan on the way out. So that's one sports writer who got hit in the face twice in the span of an hour. Yeah, I mean, but that's kind of, I mean, you get hit yeah. once, like, hit it's me like, one time, shame on you, like, hit me twice, like, yeah. you're just kind of asking for it. Yeah, you know? come on. All right, and here's a quote from Billy Martin. That was the closest I've ever seen anybody come t- that close to getting killed in all my 25 years of baseball. Okay, so obviously this is an insane story, but you know mm. me, I'm a stats guy. So mm. can you run can you run some numbers of this entire right. debacle by me? I'm so glad you asked because I actually have some stats here. 
Perfect. There were 25,134 fans. Okay. All right, so that's nice. Yeah. All right, and there were 60,000 Guinness beers consumed at 10 cents each. Okay, so let's say hypothetically all of the fans had a beer, mm-hmm. right? That's a little over two. Yeah. Two per. It's a little over two per like person. Two, maybe two and, two and a quarter per person. Yeah, but. and before you make that final like uh, statistic, um, I was actually reading online, and I saw this testimony from a kid who went there. And he's like, yeah, we would just show up there with a gallon, like jugs, and they would just fill it up for us. So I would say it's like a little more than two and a half. Well, so and just... also, and also, we, I mean, they were just drinking straight out of the tap. Oh, you know, yeah. So that's that's that six, was that's sixty thousand cups of beers. Yeah, that doesn't include anything else they used to, oh, no. to drink. So that oh, number no. is likely much higher. Much higher, yeah. And a much lower number is the amount of cops, which there were fifty of. Fifty. Yeah, so that's yeah, right. not not a lot of security going on. There were nineteen streakers. Okay. Seven emergency room injuries. Nine arrests. There were only nine arrests out of that whole mob. And, like, imagine being one of those nine. Like, ah, why me? No, we're all like, doing this. Come on. There's, there's 15,000 guys back there. Yeah. And there were two bear moons when the two came out and mooned the old outfield. That's, those are stats that matter. Yeah. I tell you That's, what. Yeah. I put those in there for last because <laughs> they matter. All right. And to this day, the Rangers players say that if the Indians had not come to save them, it would have been a real tragedy. And the Indians, the Indians coach was shaken. This is not just baseball. It's the society we live in. Nobody seems to care about anything. We complained about their people when they threw beer on us and taunted us to fight. But look at our people. They were worse. I don't know what this, is, what this was, and I don't know who to blame, but I'm scared. Hmm. And this is a quote from the chief umpire as he applied a compress to the back of his bleeding head. Effing animals! You can't just pull back a pack of animals when uncontrolled beasts are out there. You gotta do something. I saw two guys with knives. I got hit with a chair. He paused. If the effing war is on tomorrow, I'm going to join the other side to get a shot at them. Needless to say, he's not happy. Yeah, no. Well, he's been hitting the head with a chair, so. I mean, I don't really know how I'd react. Yeah. I can't, don't really have a lot of experience yeah. in that. Now, luckily, this does have a happy ending. The Indians escorted the Rangers to their bus without incident. It was not flipped over. It was not on fire. And they got back to Dallas safely. And... Now we get to the people who started the 10 Cent Beer Night promotion. Um, Jackie York and Carl Fazio were the ones who did the 10 Cent Beer Night idea. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think happened to them? I mean, I'm assuming there's there's some sort of firing going on. I'd say instantly. I don't really think there's even a discussion. I think yeah. it's pretty clear. I mean, mm-hmm. you're just bad at you're just, yeah, marketing isn't Marketing isn't your spot. No. Maybe try something new. Yeah. Well, that's what they thought, and when they were called into their owner's office, he booked them a flight to Milwaukee, and he said, you guys did good, but you're going to go to Milwaukee and see how they do their 10-cent beer night, and then we can learn from it. And that is 10-cent beer night. I mean, not the result I expected, No, we don't have any, there aren't any more stories of these sorts of 10-cent beer nights, so they learned. Yeah, they did. Well, this has been extremely informative. We've learned Mm -hmm. about baseball, we've learned marketing gone wrong, we've learned war tactics wills this has been this has been great yeah thanks for coming on oh i'm glad to be here i'm, I'm glad that this story did have a happy ending that everyone was okay mm-hmm. somehow only nine arrests but yeah you know only a few emergency room injuries and no reported no reported deaths no deaths so i think that's that's a win in my that's book a, that's a win all right guys well thanks for joining us i mean this was a really wild episode of the podcast uh we hope that you'll stick with us you can check out uh, shirts and stickers on our website, www.notgonnaliepod.com. And stay tuned for our summer school series. We've got tons of more stories, tons of more guests. You won't want to miss it.